Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Trap Draw Podcast. I am Randy. I am joined by Tron Carter, Mr. TC. Good morning. How are you? Morning, Randy. I'm great. It's the most fun week in the in the golf calendar. <laughs> Masters week. We are, of course, headed to Augusta, Georgia. Uh, we have a great guest on tap. Before we get there, though, I want to quickly thank uh, one of our sponsors for today's episode, and it is a new sponsor. Perhaps you've heard them on the the main NLU podcast. It's BioWave. Let me ask you, what anything hurting you today? My back's always hurting me these days. It's more like down by my tailbone, but um, yeah, I've had, straight up, I've been using the BioWave. Well, I was going to say, whether whether it's your lower back, your shoulder, your neck, your hip, your knee, almost anywhere on your body, BioWave Go is superior pain relief technology that is FDA cleared to provide relief of chronic pain. It's patented, 100% drug-free pain relief technology that has been prescribed to over 500 professional athletes. I don't know if they're counting you in that, but... It wasn't prescribed to me. I just, I use it. And uh, it's like the STEM machine. It, uh, exactly. I was I would go into the training room, you know, during study hall or whatever, and just get my hip flexors or my hamstring or whatever stemmed. And it's it's the same concept and just to take it home, you know. Just a little device. Yeah, yeah, a little device you can use. I can't tell you how many times I turned my ankle playing basketball and... Always, always, besides icing, uh, would always get hooked up to the STEM machine. It became uh, really a pretty consistent routine in my basketball life, and I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's that like tingling sex sensation. Uh, it, it's kind of like a massage without without anybody actually putting their it's activated their hands on you. Yeah, I put it on. So I, I have really tight. I hold my stress in my traps and my rhomboids, mm-hmm. and then in my calves. So putting on your calves is transcendent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, folks, you know, stop messing around with smelly creams or gimmicks that don't work. BioWave continues to improve the quality of life for many. It works by blocking pain at the nerve with technology proven safe and effective in multiple clinical studies. So, walk your dog, play with your grandkids, play another round of golf, or just run those errands without pain. Right now, you can go to BioWave.com slash Rocco. Uh, we, we did an interview with Rocco Mediate on the main NLU pod. And so BioWave set up uh, a landing page just for us. It's BioWave, B-I-O-W-A-V-E.com slash Rocco, R-O-C-C-O. Put in the code NLU and you can get 15% off your entire purchase from BioWave. Uh, I am just like you. I have had some stress in like my upper back uh, middle of your kind of shoulder blade yeah. area, and uh, I cannot wait to get home and and use it on that spot. So, thank you very much to BioWave. Uh, we appreciate their support. And now I will kick it to Mr. Jeezy.
Thank you very much, Mr. Jeezy. Tron Masters Week. Does it feel like Masters Week? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm struggling this week, man. It's uh, after the NIT and uh, Veterans Day today. Uh, shout out to all the veterans out there. Uh, Freddie does not have school today either. So it's just one of those hectic weeks. Yeah. Uh, it does not feel like Masters Week, but I think once things start Thursday. Was, yeah. It, it doesn't have that same lead up for me either. Uh, I think a lot of that, we did have our NIT last weekend, very successful. Uh, on the flip side, I'm not sneezing my face off. Yeah. The allergies aren't just destroying us. Uh, but I do think once coverage starts tomorrow, it will it will definitely f- at least feel much more like Masters Week. Um, yeah, so we're going to go to Augusta. I think before we get there, do we have any mea culpas from Houston? We forgot to talk about the Arboretum, which is right next to Memorial Park, the Houston, the official Houston Arboretum. Um, you know. It's just a miss. It's a miss. Yeah. we we. I, I'll take, I don't know, I'll take responsibility for that um I'll, I'll own that and then yeah i have a specific call out that i want to dj got in my ass about uh he said yeah i've flown i said i've flown through houston two to three dozen times over the last 18 months 18 to 24 months or something i think i said 18 or, months okay. meaning like some of that like not counting the march through july time frame that i didn't travel at all I've flown through Houston 23 times since the beginning of 2019. It's just one short. So, I think so that's you be the judge of, you well, know, the accuracy. If of that that's statement. in the spirit of that statement, DJ was adamant that I was a scumbag and exaggerating and all of that stuff. So TC, I, I think I speak for the people. I stand with you. Thank you. We stand with you, TC. Thank uh, you. Uh, tough break. Bomani did not unblock you. No, he didn't. And he uh, kind of shit all over me, too. <laughs> what did he call me? Uh, an herb. An herb. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, but we'll, we'll keep efforting that. Uh, a couple of people a couple people on Twitter took exception that we didn't get specific enough in Houston or that Bomani didn't have as good of uh, working knowledge of present-day Houston. You know what? I'm, no apology there. Some yeah. of these podcasts are just an excuse to get Somebody on with a very, very loose connection to a city. Exactly. And you know what? We're going to be playing tournaments in Houston every year. We have more than enough time to get deep into the, the inner workouts yeah, We'll get Houston. Paul Wall on next year. Yes. or We'll try to get an oil executive on. Exactly. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe a Halliburton executive. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, Lord willing. Maybe Dick Cheney will come on. That would be amazing. So what I'm trying to say is there's plenty of time to get into the nitty-gritty of Houston. Um. Yeah, what else do we – I know we mentioned last week, busy week with the NIT. So, you know, as far as smoking meats, reading, Actually, doing any of that, do, do we have any new developments on that front? They had a big special on clams yesterday at Whole Foods. Really? Yeah. So I went to I went there and bought three dozen clams, <laughs> did this big clam thing last night. It was great. What are you having a clam bake? What, what are you, what are uh, you I steamed them, them last night. I smoked okay. them a couple weeks ago. It was really, really good. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, other than that, haven't I got some strips there last night too? So I'll be I'll be cooking those tonight. Um, I woke up on Sunday thinking that there was a Formula One race. Oh, yeah. the Turkish Grand Prix. Yeah, there was not. It's of course, that's this, week. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Looks uh, like a really cool track. We're excited for that. Yeah, uh, that should be. Haven't been to Turkey in a while, so any honestly, it's become a big part of my routine. 
the the F1 race yeah. on on Sunday morning, and I've started to watch a little bit more qualifying even on Saturday mornings. And they released the 2021 schedule. Any highlights for you? The Dutch Grand Prix is back after 20 something years of being gone. Yeah, I know they're supposed to be in Austin in October. That would be yeah. fun. I'm, to, I'm trying to go to, to Montreal to. at some point. Oh my gosh! Uh, any excuse I have to go to Montreal, I take it. Plus, if there's a Formula One race there, That's, you can cancel Christmas. That, that was my – all I wanted to do this summer, I was going to just go be a tourist in Montreal for a long weekend, and then COVID had other plans. But I'd love to go to the Mexico City one too. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to just go to Mexico, Mexico City. Mexico City looks like wild, like just really, really cool place. Uh, Fernando Alonso was confirmed. He'll be, he'll be back next year. Um, I'm trying to think of other F1 news that that has broken, but uh, everybody was just slurping George Russell. Like, uh, you know, everybody's just blown away at how it's Mr. Saturday great of a season he's having in qualifying and how he's beat his teammate in every single qualifying ever. Yeah, in F1, it's crazy. Everybody's like, th- th- he's the ultimate consummate professional. <laughs> he's keeping his head up despite you know driving a yeah uh, just a dog shit car. Yeah, uh, I God. One of these days, Georgie. One of these days. It's going to get we're, points. We're going to yeah. get a point. So we get what? Turkey? Then Bahrain. A Bahrain double. Oh, they, they announced uh, Saudi Arabia for next year, too. Oh, my gosh. Have you made your flight arrangements yet? I, I have not. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I should probably get there, though. It's on the shores of the, the, you know, the breathtaking views of the uh, Red Sea. Oh, my gosh. I, I know Kepka was, was it, was it Brooks? I think so. <laughs> Brooks or Dustin? Uh, yeah, well, so that's yeah, Bahrain, and then the last one in uh, in the desert, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, <laughs> Abu Dhabi. Yeah, but every, so this week's race, everybody says that it's it's Erman or Erman, whatever. I got roasted last time for not pronouncing it correctly, but Tilki, the uh, he's like the Foz of of you know racetrack designers. It's one of his better designs, I guess. That's that's a cool world that we should explore a little yeah. bit more. The Oh, the dude. circuit design. I got in. I got so deep into. Uh, I guess there's a track, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, there is, dude." Like, of course. Uh, uh, in, up in Monterey, okay. California, called uh, Laguna Seca. Oh, th- well, that was an indie. Yeah, that was an indie stop for years and years. It looks unbelievable, but they, it's like it's too small for the infrastructure of a Formula One race. But you know, that would that would be like the ultimate. It looked like it was crazy elevation changes and and. Just really, really cool. Um, there's a stop in Japan next year. I mean, I'm sure most years there's a stop in Japan, say, but that'd be a fun been? one. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the past, I know that was typically like the the season ender before the, you know, before the Middle East came in with the, and, and offered up all the money. Yeah. For those. Um, gosh, what else? I got a, I got on a couple of crazy Wikipedia wormholes this week. I, I got on a crazy Wikipedia wormhole about Tampa. Just looking at the map and like, like Tampa is just such a. Was that from the Monday Night Football game? Yeah, they were just showing all these shots of Tampa and like I've never really I've spent a lot of time in Sarasota, but never I've never been to St. Petersburg before and and then Tampa is just such a blind spot for me. And you would think that we'd go there more often, but because mm-hmm. you have to go through Orlando to get there from here, right? We just don't go. <laughs> no part of Orlando. Yeah. No, thank you. Orlando might as well be <laughs> like you know. Uh, uh, Kabul or something like that. Like it's just you just avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Um, any uh, any burning football takes? 
Uh, I mean, did Buck Tech people get at you about our Justin Fields? Yeah, somebody's like, oh, he's, you know, like look at this, look at this. Like, look, he went to a look. Uh, he went to a second. He he checked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that was you know somebody was like, yeah, like lay off of him. He checked like you know three or four down. Like, I think he's soft, man. Uh, the Red Hawks got their asses beat last night. Not good. Not good. Not good. Should we should we talk a little bit about the brawl? Sure. Yeah. I, so I've been kind of following this story. Um, Posted a little bit about it on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was a, a group of, uh, or there was a, a Miami, and we're talking Miami of Ohio, of course. The Miami. Yeah. The, the U. Uh, there's a, uh, a freshman. Well, yeah, so let me set the stage. As I understand <laughs> it, I'm, I'm deep in some. And, and you're a big Chuck Martin guy, the head coach. <sighs> no, I'm not. Uh, but... He, he did win the MAC championship last year, so I will cut him some slack. From my understanding, a freshman football player showed up at uh, what fraternity was it? Theta, Theta Chi. Theta Chi. Which Theta Chi tried to get after us. They we, would. They, yes, they, they heckled us they that were one so morning. So aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, freshman football player showed up. Uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, was like asked to leave. We'll call him the Greek. The Greek was asked to leave, didn't want to leave. Uh, got in a fight and kind of got his ass beat by a bunch of fraternity members. Well, however many days later, the the Greek rolls up with several of his freshman football teammates, and apparently members of like the entire like entire recruiting class, right? That's what they made it sound like. But and they're uh, all wearing their sweats. Yeah, they're all in their like football, their team issued stuff, which you know not the greatest idea. Well, they roll up to the Theta Chi house. And there's just a random group of Theta Chi's, I guess, out in the backyard. They have, like, a fire going, you know, maybe could have been the same people, but likely were just, like, other fraternity members. And they just started whooping their ass. I guess there were, like, golf clubs laying around. One of them grabbed a golf club, started swinging it. Uh, Baseball bats. Essentially using anything they could as weapons. So this group of Miami freshman football players just beat the shit out of uh, a group of Theta Chi fraternity members. And so, obviously, the police get called. Uh, I, my understanding is the Greek gets arrested. He has subsequently entered the transfer portal. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to see the field for Miami. And I think two or three other freshman football players are facing felony assault charges. Well, no, it's misdemeanor from what I've from what I've gathered. Uh, and then I think there might be like one non football player facing charges. So I I don't know. I uh, so I'm on the text thread of some like the only ten diehard Miami sports fans. And what I said on the thread was, you know, as a coach, you, you can't. You can't teach that that type of cohesiveness. Uh, the cohesiveness. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, and it, it's funny to me because Theta Chi was always like the, the kind of the uh, you know the jocks from a lot of Ohio schools, like a lot of Ohio high schools, particularly like Columbus and the Northeast Ohio. Yeah. And and so the Greek was is from Northeast Ohio, and, and he was a good recruit, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, as far as Mac like first team all state, go, like, yeah, you know, you know, safety or something could, like could have that. been helpful. I think he was wide receiver, wide receiver. but who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they got their asses kicked by Buffalo last night. They're playing. I like, God. Buffalo I know might the, be really good though. Too. Buffalo might be good. Uh, Miami's their backup quarterback has played essentially both, both games. Uh, 
horrible stat line last night, but I kind <laughs> of like him. I, uh, I I I think he's got a higher ceiling than than their starter. But who's uh, the starter? <laughs> Brett Gabbert, younger brother oh, of, of right. Blaine. Uh, so we'll see what what happens there. But yeah, tough tough loss for the for the Hawks last night. Um, That's the thing too. Like Chuck Martin, he's he's trying to recruit the shit out of all these you know gritty. Ohio Catholic school kids get those pipelines going again from, you know, the St. Edwards and St. Ignatius up in Cleveland, St. X and Elder and those schools down in, in Cincinnati. And you're going to get, like, there's going to be some, because the hockey team was always the ones that, that wanted to fight everybody when we were there. Right. And, <laughs> and the football players just kind of minded their own yeah. business. They were cool. The they hockey did. guys just love to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're all shitheads because they spent yes. like four years, you know, the last four years are all like twenty or twenty one as freshmen. Uh, yeah, spent the last four years in juniors, and, and and they all go to class and they're all business majors. But, uh, but yeah, they were always super aggressive. <laughs> they were always from where we lived though. They were always like on the other side of of town, other other side Near of the high arena. Street. So yeah, yeah we didn't. I, I never ran into many hockey players. Um, Bengals Steelers week. Always, always a big game for the Bengals. Big Ben might have, might have the vid. Well, yeah, out of an abundance of caution, yeah. they put him in. Of course, he, he and Vance McDonald were were hanging out. I guess. Um, yeah, I think uh, you you've been on record as saying you think Burrow's a top five quarterback already in the league. I'm I'm about to go on that block with you. What do you think, Herbert? Man, Herbert just keeps doing it. Yeah, that yeah, that's. Bizarre, and once he gets Eckler back, Nebish, Nebish Eckler. It sounds like his hamstring just completely blew up, though. <laughs> um, gosh, what else is going on? Uh, I know you hated some... to see Tom Brady get, oh, get they embarrassed got on Monday night. The Saints are so good; it's crazy how good they are. <laughs> they are pretty like good. It, like it doesn't even pain me at this point. And as a Falcons fan, they're just they've just been better for so long. Sean Payton's a fucking genius. <laughs> I can't stand Breeze. I think he's. I think. He, I think he's cut from that J.J. Watt cloth. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, your Texans didn't didn't make any oh, trades at the deadline. I know that was tough. Jags got a new quarterback in. Kid yeah, where's he from? Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah, I like him. He had a pretty good debut. Yeah, uh, I was I was rooting for the Jets. Jets didn't. Didn't pull it out against the Pats. Kind of found a way to lose that thing. I was hoping they'd, they'd get to one win, and then they'd be, you know. Race for the top pick. Exactly. The Jags would be back in the mix on that. What, um, what do you think? How happy were you for the Notre Dame win? The big win over Clemson? Yeah, you know what? I just wanted the game to be over. Like, I was watching, and I was like, just. I was rooting know. for both of them to lose. I hated that somebody had to win that game. I, as much as I hate Brian Kelly, the more and more I watch Dabo, just through 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 all this stuff, like, and I know you're a big fan of that. So. <laughs> He's so like just self righteous and oh, rah rah. I hate that vibe. Hate that vibe. Uh, I was impressed with the backup quarterback from Clemson. Oh yeah, total Ogalele. Or, yeah, what a stud. Right, true freshman. I was I was gonna say I was impressed with the Notre Dame quarterback book book. Uh, kind of undersized, but gritty, kind of big arm, and and just spry enough to Played his ass off down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I'm confident Notre Dame will find a way to to mess things up. Uh, yeah. In in the end, I do want to. Speaking of Notre Dame, uh, I'd like to call out that uh, Randy's brother-in-law, Goodbar, um, 
challenged me. He said, he's a 6.9 handicap. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm a 17.4 right now. He challenged me to play him straight up. He's like, I shouldn't even. This was at the NIT. He was down for the NIT. I shouldn't even be giving you strokes. I'll play you straight up. I said, all right, I'll beat you one of the three rounds. Just give me, you know, one of the three rounds, I'll I'll beat you. And then the other round, you got to give me nine, nine strokes. And then we kept drinking. And then (laughs) I negotiated an extra stroke. I almost beat him straight up. What? Yeah, what was it? He shot 86. You shot 88. 88. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, and then, you know, so he apologizes on behalf of A.J. Green. Uh, that was one of the tenets of the bet, was he had to apologize for, <laughs> for A.J. Green. So. Yeah. Uh, one more college football note. How about Indiana? Yes. Being 3-0, and ranked number 10. You're an alum. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... You know, a rah, rah, notable yeah. alum. Yeah, exactly. Who's the coach there now? Uh, the coach is Tom Allen, who... I'm not familiar with his work. Don't ask me too much about him. This is his fifth year. Um, Tom, don't, don't, don't call me Tim Allen. <laughs> a lot of tools, though, he's working with. Uh, <laughs> he's I, done some home improvement <laughs> up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, God, I'd have to look up where he came from. But fun things. You know, it's... I, isn't it amazing uh, the the lack of success Harbaugh? I, I guess on one hand he's been like he's getting as successful, I guess, as a Michigan. Like he, he's essentially been at the floor of success for a Michigan coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like but, Rich, but like Richrod's making his tenure look decent in comparison now. Yeah, it just that's been shocking to me. Um, it's just such a weird thing. So I went to the. I went to the Sugar Bowl, or no, not the Sugar Bowl, the the Peach Bowl, or whatever they're calling it, Chick Fil A Bowl, Peach Bowl, whatever. When it was Florida, or Florida, Florida, Michigan, a couple years ago, and I had to watch Felipe Franks, who he's like one of my least favorite college players <laughs> the last however many years. But, um, but seeing like the the lack of speed on Michigan, it was jarring, like in person. Just they had they had Donovan Peoples Jones at, at at receiver, and they had a really good, I think Rashawn Gary. They had a really good D, like DN that was kind of just be, like bigger than everybody else. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it was like there was nobody that was even remotely looking like SEC speed or yeah, you know, even Big Twelve speed. Like, I was gonna say their their annual Ohio State games. They Ohio State always just runs them out of the gym. Way yeah. more athletic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, very it, concerning. It, it, it's like they're playing '80s, early '90s style football. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's been bizarre. It's I mean, like, he's getting and, he, and he's not even playing as well as like. It's almost like he's trying to keep that same system that he had at Stanford, but he's not even doing like, it as well. But it's like you have your, you have access to better athletes now. exactly. Yeah, and he's getting absolutely toasted by the Detroit Free Press and all the all the <laughs> newspapers up there. It's been fun to read the the yeah. columnists. Uh, speaking of of getting toasted. Uh, Tough look for your boy Tony Larusa. Oh my god! I know gosh. you're a big fan. I know. Thank you. Uh, it's been a little bit of a difficult time. Uh, Jeff Passan from uh, well, well, I mean what from a, uh, ESPN wrote an article a couple weeks ago after he got hired out of nowhere by the White Sox. What, what a visionary hire by by the White Sox. <laughs> Reinsdorf. Like, why why don't we take this washed up, crusty old dude to come in and lead arguably the most exciting young team in baseball? Uh, it's kind of like the Cowboys hiring, uh, uh, what's his name, Mike McCarthy, but like 
10 times worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way worse. And then, so Jeff Bassan did this whole article about how he, uh, how La Russa was, you know, just all this stuff about certain guys on the White Sox, like complaining about guys that he's going to be coaching now, hot dogging home runs. Cause it's a very like Latino Cuban heavy team. And, and that's a, like a facet of Cuban baseball. Like, well, and like African-American, which yeah. is getting few and far between in Major League Baseball. And and so he kept saying, you know, it, I'm fine with it as long as they do it sincerely. And <laughs> so I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, he he is like, he he personified that Cardinals. Just arrogance. and Yes, yeah. to, a, to a T. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about the Tony LaRusso era was when he got that bad case of shingles, <laughs> and he looked like like he looked like a freaking he could have been like the villain in like a horror film. Oh God, Tony LaRusso sucks. The Cardinals suck. Not good, TC. Not good. Uh, I have an update. Tom Allen, Indiana football coach. Guess where he came from? This is a little concerning. Uh, broke in was an associate head coach at Arkansas State under your boy Hugh Freeze and then followed him to Old Miss. Hey, at least it means he knows how to coach offense. <laughs> yeah. Actually came to Indiana though as a defensive coordinator under the Kevin Wilson staff. Who's going to hire Hugh like somebody's going to hire Hugh Freeze, right? Of course. I mean like so he's at Liberty, somebody's going to hire him. I think it's going to be Baylor if they whiff <laughs> on back to that Baylor. Was, or no, no, no that's Bryles. Yeah, yeah. Bryles no, was I'm getting them confused. Uh, yeah. We're just like, Baylor's essentially the D1 version of Liberty, right? Liberty is D1 now. Or the yeah, the, the, the uh, Power like, 5 yes, version yes. Of, of Liberty. Yes. Um, uh, it, it, very interesting. Well, when, when Hugh leaves Liberty, I think Liberty's first call is going to be Art Bryles, right? Has to be. <laughs> Has to be. Uh, do, do you think BYU makes the, uh, makes the playoff? Uh, in the end, I don't think they will, but I think it'd be fun. I'm rooting for, I honestly, I hate the university of Cincinnati football team with a passion, but I would love to see one or two teams, non power five teams in the, in the playoffs. So if that has to be Cincinnati, so be it. But, I've been shocked at how well Luke fickle. I know it's concerning. Uh, he's got, he's got a roster this yeah. year. Um, you're, uh, speaking of Cincinnati, uh, Senator Tuberville. I know you've been very excited about that. <laughs> big, big win. Uh, God, he was – his tenure at, at UC was so weird weird and disastrous. Uh, what a what – a, what a, just what a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about that. I will say late-breaking last night, Wichita State basketball is parting ways with Greg Marshall. After, yeah, what, what happened? Apparently he's like – Hitting kid, like apparently he's a maniac, and I think his wife's a maniac too. So is that the reason why he never took a bigger job? You that's think? what everybody says. Is like that's why he never got hired away. It's because he's a nut job. Uh, but there was a tweet that said <laughs> he's always been like that, like unequivocally. You've Unequ always been a literally. Fan. I have at least like because I only knew what I saw on the court, and his basketball teams were so good. But there was a tweet that you know. I'd like to be the first to congratulate new Liberty basketball coach Greg Marshall. <laughs> uh, so keep yeah, keep an eye on where Greg Marshall ends up. Um, All right, so this week, Augusta, Augusta. yeah, uh, another tough week for us. A lot of our top choices, I think, our were first just striking out. Yeah, our first call was to Patrick Reed. 
obviously. Of course. Uh, he's busy, which, yeah. you know, we'll cut him some slack there. He champions dinner last night. And yeah. Um, that's fine. And, then, you know, champions dinner last night, The what the hell is an Augusta roll? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, that's not sushi, cat. That Shrimp tempura with spicy tuna and... That's, uh, Come on, get that out of here. Do like, some and nigiri. You, and, I'm a little concerned how sushi fits with like chicken fajitas. It, it, just, it was also weird how they said like prime steak fajita. Yeah. Not just like prime or just steak fajita. Like, did they have to say prime? <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, Jasper Johns was was the next call. Yeah. Um, you know, noted uh, noted. I, I had a Jasper Johns American flag. Did uh, you in my room growing up? Yeah. Um, well, I, I was trying to run down Ben Bernanke. Uh, Bernanke. Bernanke? Yeah, Bernanke. Bernanke. Uh, yeah, that always blows my mind that he's from Augusta. Yeah. Uh, he, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't get a hold of him or his people. Uh, he said you'd talk shit about his policies before. <laughs> I, was gonna, I got a l- deep concerns about uh, his response to the Great Recession. Um, Ray, Ray Guy? And Yeah, from the, there. The punter? Yeah. Um, Ken Wisenhunt. He was the coach on the when they went to the World Series, or the World Series, <laughs> the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, so th- I found this name fascinating. Chad Matola, who was the first-round draft pick of the Cincinnati Reds, is from Augusta. In the year, he was selected one pick before Derek Jeter. Was really? by the Yankees. Yep. Let's see. I mean, I'm not, I'm not familiar with Chad Matola's work. Uh, didn't have much of a career to speak of. You can, you can. Well, he he went to Saint, he went. went to Saint Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, so in Broward County. I don't know how much time he spent in Augusta, but he was born there. Uh, of course, Mister Jones. We would have loved to have run down Bobby himself, but uh, <laughs> not possible. Uh, Ken uh, Kendrell Bell, uh, line, you know NFL linebacker. I believe he played for the the Steelers for a long time. Played for the. The Georgia Bulldogs, good player. Uh, Judy Woodruff. Of course, the PBS News Hour. Pros, pro. That's my good. I love the PBS I'm a, News Hour. I'm a big Jim Lehrer guy. I mean, they're all pros there. Yeah. It's it's everything you need and nothing you don't. Exactly. Um, did you watch any of those Frontlines or American Experiences yet? I did watch an American Experience. Uh, Alfred Loomis. It was a couple seasons ago. Alfred Loomis, uh, wealthy businessman back in the early – uh, 20th century, who essentially bought a mansion in Tuxedo Park, New York, and started developing, uh, was instrumental in the development of radar technology, huh. which proved instrumental in World War II. Fascinating. Great one. Alfred Loomis. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole wealth of back episodes I need to go back through. Have you watched the one on the swamp, on the... On the Everglades? I saw that one, but I haven't watched it yet. Watch that one. It's really, really good. Okay. It'll, it'll help you understand Florida politics better, too. Yeah. With the sugar lobby. Big sugar. Okay. Yeah. There. Oh, God. I'm trying to think what other one. I Because I, there were like three that I was between. I went with the Alfred Loomis one. Have you watched uh, Command and Control yet? No. The one about the nuclear weapon that, that almost went off in, oh. in uh, Arkansas? No, in I like, remember hearing in bits like and the pieces. early 80s. Oh, that one's <laughs> awesome, too. Uh, my thing is I got to, um, I got to up my PBS, like giving level, I guess, because a lot of them are, they lock some of the old episodes to where you you have to, I don't know, become a member or something to to, to have the whole catalog available. Some of them are on demand. 
Um, or like, like I've got it set on my DVR where it just records it every time uh, it's on. That's a good idea too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. American experience frontline and, uh, and then Nova every once in a while, there's a good Nova too. Sometimes Nova can get a little too heavy science though. Yeah. And, and I like, you know, every now and again, there'll be a great Austin city limits yeah. uh, show. Absolutely. Um, when speaking of, I know Amy Grant was another Augusta native. Of course. What do you think? I know you were really into when she kind of made the the Christian turn in her career. She went from more pop to Christian. Uh, I would love to discuss that with her. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of her time. music, but um, it uh, the fact that she was she is or was I'm not sure who Amy, Amy Grant is or really I have no idea. Oh my yeah. god, my mom was a huge Amy Grant fan. Uh, I'm trying to think of like her big. While you're looking that up, it, uh, what's your personal experience in Augusta? Any, how many times have you been? I've been twice, two times for a master's practice round. And I think I've driven in and driven out. On the Bobby Jones Expressway. Yeah. Like I've never. 20 or whatever. Never, actually, I take that back. I was just in Aiken for the refuge event in September. Yeah. And the morning after the event, which was at the Aiken Golf Club, we drove over and we played Forest Hills in okay. Augusta. But I've never stayed overnight in Augusta, I guess is what I'm saying. We had the state championship at Forest Hills my sophomore year of high school. It's a good it's a good track. Yeah, great track. Um, like My Father's Eyes, you know that song? Uh, oh, my gosh. You got to get deep in, in the uh, Heart in Motion. You would know Heart in Motion. Heart in motion, behind the eyes. No, Amy. Oh God, you need you need to explore her her old discography. She took a hard turn into Christian music, which listen, <laughs> I'm not as into. But uh, yeah, I guess Lady Antebellum, now Lady A, is from Augusta. There you have it. Uh, so yeah. all right, so we didn't get any of those people. We didn't, we didn't get any of them. Who do we end up with? Uh, Mick Schwanz. He's kind of like the commish, right? He's he's affectionately known as as McSchwanz. Yeah, he's a friend of Neil's from. Honestly, I don't even know how they. I think I think Paulie Walnuts and McSchwanz knew each other from, who was one of Neil and I's good friends from high school. Um, Paulie Walnuts went to Georgia. McSchwanz went to Georgia, and then they, they Paulie Walnuts and McSchwanz both moved out to San Francisco, and Neil lived with them for well, probably four or five years out there. And uh, yeah, and then he's still out there. He's in the in the tech world. And, and so yeah, so he's built a lot of the back end for us on website and refuge and all that stuff. Yeah, he is uh, he is McSchwanz on the refuge. Uh, he is the man behind the curtain, our Wizard of Oz, if you will, our resident neckbeard, as he calls himself. <laughs> Great dude. Uh, grew up in Augusta. We'll we'll let him talk about uh, all of that. But yeah, that's that's who we have. TC, what I know we've talked about other podcasts, but one definitive Masters pick to win. Who is it? Dustin Johnson. That's yeah. I, I remember you saying that, and I think mine's going to be officially the McRib. The rib. Yeah. And you, I think you have a mea culpa from the the podcast or from the DraftKings thing we did this week. Yeah, I kind of addressed it. I I I said DJ only has the Open Championship uh, to avoid, you know. A demise, a death, if you will. And uh, that was incorrect. Of course, he has this 
Masters, and then next year's Open Championship. He needs to win one of them. And then Rory's already dead? Rory's dead. He's so so dead. you've picked Rory. If Rory, How do you pick a dead guy to win? I don't know. I don't know what happens. I think it's like a zombie situation. Is he a maybe? vegetable right maybe. now? No, he's cryogenically it's frozen. Like a terry <laughs> shot. No, God. No, he said he's frozen. He's, you know, we're going <laughs> to... He's, he's the McSplinter. He's the McSplinter. Yeah. We're going to... We've we have the technology now to bring him back. Gotcha. That's gotcha. that's why we froze him. So. All right. All right. Without okay. further ado. Yeah, without further ado, here is Mick Schwantz. Hey. hey, real quick, Randy here. Before we get to our interview uh, about Augusta, I want to quickly thank our other sponsor for today's episode. That is DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting. It's a legitimate sports book based right here in the United States. Uh, they have America's top-rated sports book app, which is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. TC, of course, it's Masters Week. Uh, lots of golf bets. We went over that earlier this week in our in our big preview show. People can check that out on YouTube. Uh but also, you know, F1, are, do, you, do you like any F1 odds this weekend? We have college and pro football, uh, a lot going on these days. I like Verstappen this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, Lewis Hamilton's minus 225 to win, which is insane. <laughs> That's nuts. Max is plus 550 to win, minus 125 for a top two, minus 400 for a top three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have some... You know, I would be very concerned if I were you that that your boy Lando is way below Gasly, Albon, Charles Leclerc. He's plus uh, fifteen thousand. Yeah, uh, way but he's like Sergio Perez, plus eight thousand. Yeah, it might be a Ricardo. Ricardo's Ricardo's a, on a roll right now. Yeah, maybe him at plus six. 6,000 uh, could be a good bet. Anyway, uh, if, if you want to bet on F1 or golf or anything else, uh, right now download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code NLU when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code NLU when you sign up, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you happen to live in uh, Gary, Indiana, or Fort Wayne, or Bloomington, any of the surrounding Indiana uh, cities, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, with that, we thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode, and now on to our conversation with Mick Schwanz. What's up, Phil? Joining us now on the line, a man... On the blower. On the blower, a man affectionately known uh, on our refuge community message board as Mick Schwanz. The man, the myth, the legend, Mick Schwanz. It's very early where you are. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, sorry, I was uh, sitting outside because little one-year-old is hanging out in the crib inside. But um, yeah, it's doing pretty good. A little bright and early, but chilly. Nice in San Francisco right now. 
Well, you're in San Francisco, but our sources tell us you were born and raised in Augusta. Is, is that correct? Close. Um, and I only say this because we are talking about uh, Augusta and people will nitpick. Um, I was born born and raised in Evans, um, wow. which is the like oh my gosh, the suburb of Augusta, um, the posh suburb. Also, <laughs> also, one of those places where like if you have uh, never spent time literally in Evans, you probably haven't actually heard of it. So, so it's not even Augusta proper. No, it's like the like fifteen minutes down Washington Road. Oh my gosh! We played Lakeside Evans in, in high school, so I'm very very familiar with Evans. Uh, and then yeah. and then it's, so it's what it's Evans and then Martinez. So it's Evans is in Columbia County, and then there's yeah Martinez and then or Evans and Martinez I think are both in Columbia County, and then there's Augusta and Richmond County. So you kind of cross over I twenty, and then you're over. Over in Augusta proper. You don't even have to cross over I-20 from where we are, but uh, like it's not, it's, it's really honestly pretty lame. There's not even like a big transition. You're just kind of like, like I don't know if, if during those football games, if you remember, but like the Augusta area is all just tied together by this one single road, uh, Washington road and city planning clearly didn't have uh, a lot of the growth in mind in the in the nascent days, so so everything just kind of popped off of this one road. So you just kind of get on I twenty from, or not on I twenty, you get on Washington Road from basically wherever you are in the area and just drive straight for a really long time. Washington so, yeah, you would Road, just, uh, like, turn out of the area and then go and then turn left and like then you were just kind of in downtown Augusta after twenty minutes. McFonts, let's start at the beginning. I want to know, I want to test, I always love to test people's uh, knowledge. What, do you know uh, who or what Augusta was named after? Oh, shoot. Honestly, I should know this because I did a book report on it when I was in like second, second or third grade, like a little, you know, infographic thing. Um, no, I don't remember. I remember it was originally like a little trading like a trading hub because it was right on the savannah river but i i don't think i remember who actually it was named after augustus uh princess augusta who was the mother of king george the third and the wife of frederick prince of wales in 1735 james oglethorpe who had founded savannah uh, sent a detachment of troops to explore the upper savannah river he gave them an order to build a fort at the head of the navigable part of the river. And this would become Augusta. Does that ring a bell from your book report? Yeah, honestly, Oglethorpe is something that we talk about more than Princess Augusta. But yeah. What, who was Oglethorpe? Oh, he's just a big figure in, in the area. like uh, Because of the savannah. Uh, he was the guy. And- yeah, uh, yeah Oglethorpe bigger. University in, in Atlanta. Yep. Fort Oglethorpe up in uh, northwest Georgia, up by Chattanooga. Randy, you need to get on your, your Georgia history, man. I do. I really do. They're like dorms and stuff like that at, at UGA that are named after him. Yeah. His, uh, any relation to Andy Oglethorpe? The a- amateur golfer? Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe, maybe way down the line. 
Okay. You went to Georgia. You know, that kid goes to Georgia Tech. I know. So. Uh, all right, TC, where should we start here with, with the McSchwans? I think, all right, the thing that fascinates me about Augusta is the, uh, among other things, it's a very, very interesting place. Uh, is there a rivalry with Aiken? Not really. Okay. Next, next, <laughs> next topic. Well, when you say, hold on, let me let me pull that string a little bit. When you say it's a fascinating place, I, I, you guys having, I mean, TC, you grew up in Atlanta. You've you've been there many times. As somebody that isn't overly familiar with Augusta outside of the Masters every year, like what, in your opinion, what makes it kind of a fascinating place? It's just, I don't know. It's so, like I put a lot of junior golf over there at Forest Hills and um, like it, it's just such a, there's actually some really good public golf courses around Augusta. Um, and it's, it's right on the South Carolina border. So it's kind of just as much South Carolina that as it is Georgia and being over like way over in East Georgia versus, you know, Macon and, and, and Atlanta kind of being center or even West side of the state. Um, yeah. It just feels like a world away from, from, from Atlanta. Um, it's very, you know, I don't know. It just, and then like, there's a big military presence there and like there's a mat like uh fort gordon i believe fort gordon which is the cyber security um hq now uh yeah very recently yeah security hq so mick i wanted to talk to you about that because i know you're you know you're you're our, our resident tech bro here at uh at uh pro Trage holdings and then and then you got the savannah river site which is like they make all the nuclear weapons there yeah uh McSchwanz, in your opinion, is what is Augusta an interesting place? What and I guess tell people how long how long did you live there? You were born there. What give us a little history of of your time in Augusta? We may have lost the McSchwanz. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We may have lost the McSchwanz. Do we need to put out an APB for the for the McSchwanz? No, it's because when I put in AirPods. Being, oh, he's being back. Bro, I, am. I, I hit I hit the mute button. Sorry, y'all. No, did you uh, hear the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up, uh, born and raised, grew up there, lived there my whole life. Didn't leave until I went to uh, college in Athens, which is like an hour and a half away or less, so not that far. And then didn't really leave the southeast at all until I moved to San Francisco right after college. What what's the demographic breakdown of Augusta? And, and I didn't realize. So doing a little research, I didn't realize it's the second largest city in uh, in Georgia. Never knew that. Yeah, so that's actually when when it was mentioned that it's, uh, this rivalry they can like. Sure, maybe in some ways. Uh, I think our big, bigger rivalry is honestly kind of a simmering, uh, I don't know, feeling of like. Atlanta being somewhere in there, right? Like it's, uh, you know, we're, we're the second biggest city, but by a, it's, it's not close. See, it strikes uh, me even, a lot more, know, a lot more similar to like Columbia, South Carolina than it does Atlanta. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think we're actually really close in size with Macon and Columbus, Georgia. Like it's Atlanta. And then there's this clustering of like Savannah, Macon, uh, Columbus, Georgia or Augusta, um, but Augusta edges them all out, and a lot of that is because of everything else you mentioned. There's actually, you know, the uh, South Carolina comment. Um, 
there's Augusta and North Augusta, which are two completely distinct cities, but they're only separated by the Savannah River, and, and one's in South Carolina, and the other's in Georgia. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's right there, um, which means, honestly, a lot of folks end up just commuting from one to the other all the time for taxes or whatever other reasons. Okay. Do you know this, the sister cities of Augusta? <laughs> Should I? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's good to know. Have some pride, man. Yeah. On. One's, one's very golf relevant. Beeritz, France, you know? and Taka Razuka, Japan. Which I've never heard of Taka Razuka. I'm assuming that's not the golf relevant one. No, Beeritz, France. Is there's a there's a very famous uh, green template that's after that, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, as far as as far as Augusta is concerned, any uh, what what's your experience with the Masters and like the, it, like by all accounts the city just shuts down. They coordinate spring break with you know because people rent their houses out. Like what was your experience, your personal experience with during Masters week and kind of around Masters week? Yeah. Um, honestly, for most of my like youngest years, I only barely even associated spring break with golf at all. Like I, I just knew that we got this week off, uh, and it was called master's week and there was golf played, but the spring break was the much more critical piece of that equation for, uh, you know, up through like elementary school, and middle school. Um, but it's kind of crazy. I mean, you know, the, all the schools coordinate spring breaks, everything like that. Uh, it's a huge like employment driver for the area. Um, whole catering businesses and, and hotels and uh, all sorts of other places like completely rely on that week for, for their, basically their entire year of income there effectively. Uh, and it's awesome because all of the high school kids, college kids come back in town and you get this amazing week of work. Like my, my favorite job by far was a couple of years I drove people around. So most years you get like a 15 passenger van um, and you drive around rich guys that have rented out somebody's house in one of the nice gated communities, uh, pick them up at the airport, drive around a 15 passenger van for the weekend, go pick them up when they get blasted in downtown Augusta. Uh <laughs> drop them back off, drop them off at the, at the course the next day. Uh, that's great. You know, they, they tip like crazy or you're, you're kind of one of, one of the guys for, for a couple of days as like a 17 year old. Um, and then the last year, last year I did that was actually the year Bubba one. I want to say, uh, which one? I, which, I, two of them. Yeah. It was the first year he won. Okay. Uh, when he had that crazy, like, crazy trajectory shot out of the woods. Um, but I was that year, like you get randomly selected with the group you're driving for. And that group, it was Lexus. Like, and so at first I was like, hell yeah. Like Lexus executive tips. Turns out it was, it was actually ended up being like Lexus, uh, dealership salesman, like the top salesman from around the country that had done this, which, 
you know, no, no disrespect, but it just like, wasn't quite the same crowd that I was expecting. And they were very chill and like very, they very much there on like a professional trip. So everybody, I dropped everybody off like after dinner, went home. It was cool. Cause I got to drive a new Lexus, but very like low key. Uh, but the last guy that I dropped off on that Sunday, dropped him off the airport, uh, and then got to take his badge back and go watch the very end of the, the playoff, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. So you, so you went in. Was that your first time going to the tournament? No, no, no. Okay. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things where you usually know somebody that has a couple extra badges for a day or two here and there. Um, so very rarely did I, like, have a ticket going mm-hmm. into the Masters, but Usually it's be like, oh, you know, we've got we've got one extra badge. You want to come on Saturday? We got one extra badge. We want to come on like Friday or Sunday or whatever else. Um, so, you know, you, you get lucky. There'd be a couple line around. Um, I'd go every other year or so. Usually, How, did you know many members of Augusta National? What what like in and around Augusta itself? Are, are there many members? And what are are they like the Illuminati in town? Or are they kind of just think- normal normal people? I'm curious what you're about to say. Well, I, I think uh, I think Billy Payne ran all the local members off. Um, yeah, I mean it was like local insurance guys and local attorneys and accountants and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I was gonna say. Is honestly most of the most of the folks that I knew uh, who had members in the family, it was like grandparents that had been members for a really long time. I knew very few people. Like there's the there's like the old Augusta money families where like everyone was a member and that was normal, but uh, didn't really know them well. Just knew more knew of them. The friends that I knew that had family members that are members were, it was like the, the patriarch, that, mm-hmm. that grandfather that they kind of been there forever. Yeah. Cause I think, but, it, I mean, over the last 15, 20 years, it's become far more of a national club slash corporate retreat than anything resembling a reflection of Augusta. Like a local, yeah. like a local club. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, the yeah, I guess it was, it was a little bit inevitable, obviously, but uh, it also wasn't, at least growing up, I just might have changed since then, but growing up, it was like the third or fourth most expensive membership in Augusta um, in terms of dues. I mean, you know, this is mostly rumors and hearsay, but uh yeah, in terms of like dues and like your membership fees were actually quite low. There, where they got you is just if they decided to do something crazy the course, you just got a you got a bill, and there kind of wasn't a question about <laughs> whether or not you would pay it. Yeah, but, I don't even think it's 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 to the point where like it's still probably not that way where it's like you know there's there's not a whole lot of financial uh, you know boundaries. It's more or less just. Hey, here's the bill at the end of the year. Um, you know, but like, it seems like also they've done, they've kind of done away with people of Augusta that supported the tournament, you know, cause they were basically begging people to support the tournament and get badges those first few years. And, you know, and then now it's, it's gotten to the point where like, like when somebody's fam, like when somebody's family member dies, like when their father dies or their mother dies and they had a badge, like people have like faked like like not do, done a death certificate to keep like to keep the badge from you know going back in because I think they changed the rules to where you can't 
you can't pass the badge down. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if you followed all of the, um, the property around the course, but, uh, there's a very like pleasant middle-class, uh, neighborhood right around, right around the, the national right there. Um, yeah, I know you say like working class, middle class, like very chill, like uh, unassuming neighborhood. And they just kind of bought every house through that neighborhood in order to expand and build parking lots and all that other stuff that yeah. you see kind of on that corner. Um, but the the deals they were offering like were pretty crazy. My I had one of my in laws held out for a really long time because she just didn't want to move. You know, she was older, like didn't really have a move in her interest. Um, and they kind of just eventually uh, made it worth her while and also tossed in a bunch of tickets, um, but in a very like limited sense. Um, so they didn't get like the, uh, like sh- she gets them uh, for, I think it might even be through uh, for as long as she's alive, but mm-hmm. she didn't get like the grandfather deal or anything like that. Yeah, and then like a few years ago, I know they 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 went around and bought up like they basically gave the members or gave you know everybody working for them a bunch of money. Go buy up every single ticket you possibly can on the open market, like on the StubHub's and on eBay and on you know all the different uh, you know secondary vendors, and and then those people that were selling those tickets or were the actual badge holders got letters after the tournament and said like, thanks for, you know, thanks for everything. Like you're no, you no longer hold a badge. <laughs> uh, one of my, one of my brother's uh, friends in, in high school, college, I, I guess it was college. You know, it's that deal where like, because of the way the tickets worked and how you kind of got them in perpetuity, once you got them, uh, it was almost like a family heirloom. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> this kid had gotten the tickets and he was using them. He was using the family tickets that year, uh, sold them to a bunch of Japanese businessmen, uh, and made a bunch of money. They ended up just talking on their phone on the course, uh, and got the tickets pulled from the family forever. That's an expensive mistake. That was a, uh, yeah, that was a bad, I mean, keep in mind, this is like, well over a decade ago. Yeah. So they had they hadn't started like frisky people for phones yet. But uh, that was always it was always like, funny when so a bunch of people went uh, at the hotel I worked at in Atlanta, a bunch of people would stay there, go over to Augusta for the day on a big charter bus. Especially like Aflac would bring in a ton of uh, their Japanese guests. And they would come back with the biggest bags full of merchandise. <laughs> I mean like 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 hundreds of pounds thousands of dollars worth of merchandise and now now you can ship it directly from the course to wherever but um but i just remember that they would come back with like not even duffel bags like i mean i mean like pallets full of stuff that they were going to bring or ship home it was crazy um and it's like you know it's like two two and like two hours each way two and a half hours with traffic um you know door to door from atlanta but it's gotten so expensive you're you're paying a thousand bucks a night at the days in on washington road or you know um, and then over at Reynolds Plantation, kind of halfway between Atlanta and, and Augusta or Champions Retreat or, you know, stuff up in Aiken. It's gotten so expensive within even a hundred miles of Augusta. 
So what, uh, driving guys around, what was the place? Like, was it just a ran, like, I know there's just random bars or random chain restaurants off of Washington road that kind of turn into masters central. What are the places either there or downtown that, that were kind of the hotspots? Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know if this is just me wanting to remember it this way or this actually being the being the case, but, uh, country club was yeah overwhelmingly common, um, which is not a, like a country club in the sense that you might think it. It's a like a nightclub <laughs> where they largely play country, okay. but I don't think that's the case anymore. I actually think it's it, a like, country <laughs> club. Oh, yeah, God. that sounds like my personal hell. <laughs> it's honestly it's a. Uh, I love it in, I've actually only been once. Um, it is one of the weirdest places you've ever been in your life. It does kind of just turn into a normal club, like, uh, you know, with, with like hip hop and, and kind of what you'd expect at a certain time, which like, yeah, but it's very, very skeezy. It's like in a, like in just a strip mall with like the dollar movie theater next door. Uh, it is, well, that's it's an institution for that, sure. That's what was so fascinating. My first time when I got practice tickets to go to um, Masters Monday was you just aren't prepared for like Washington Road and and where Augusta National sits. It's just like all strip malls around it. It's it's very it's very peculiar in that way. Yeah, honestly, growing up. Uh, you know, we, we went to church downtown and a lot of the stuff we did was, was downtown. So going, driving past the national on Washington road all the time. And, uh, if, if you live there, it's this crazy thing where every day you drive by this kind of just like very normal part of town. Like as you said, strip, strip malls, like there's kind of that church converted, like strip mall converted into a church situation right across the street. Like, uh, and then on the other side of the street, there's this like bamboo fences, like living fences right there. But it's, it's weird because there's not a strip mall there, but you know, it's, otherwise it's kind of unnoticeable. And then all of a sudden for, for one week a year, uh, for, for some of us lucky plebeians, uh, you like walk through these gates and this random kind of drab living fence thing on the other side is this amazing, hidden garden you know what i mean it's it's kind of yeah. wild because you you pass it all the time and it looks so normal and everything around it is so normal then you walk through the gates and you're like why wouldn't you let us see this <laughs> right it, it could be like the most amazing public park for <laughs> for the months that it's closed uh yeah, or at least like being able to see it from like a like a chain link fence <laughs> you know yeah, I, I guess sure. I, I understand why but uh yeah is it uh I've always associated Augusta with uh, golf carts. They make club I club cars there, right? Te tech strong club car, club club car, and easy go. In fact, I had a friend, one of my good friends in like elementary or middle school, used to tell us that all the time. So I'm sure it's false, but uh, <laughs> I think like 98, he would always claim that like 98, 90, 99 percent of all golf carts in the world or something are manufactured in Augusta. Uh, I have no idea if that's true, but that was like something that all of the kids in my friend group 
um, repeated with gusto because it was a nice little point of pride. But yeah, I think it's it's both club car and easy go. I mean, are, you see them all, all over the place, uh, you know, with like, like basically rolling down the highway, just out of Augusta, like going over I-20, like you just see 30 of them on a flatbed truck. It's also just a funny form of communication in neighborhoods. Like a lot of kids would have them, like you know, the, the lucky kids would just like have a golf cart that they would drive around the neighborhood. And we would, of course, nearly kill each other all the time on them. Uh, yeah. And then there's a town nearby, like within an hour or so that uh, basically you have to park your car once you get there and then you can only drive golf carts. But that's neither here nor there. That's not Augusta. But they probably buy all their golf carts in Augusta for sure. So I'm curious, somewhat tie in with Augusta, um, you know, you, you read about the longtime caddies that, that would work at Augusta and how they were from certain parts of town. It, it seems like a very divided city. At least that's my perception from the outside. Is that fair as somebody who grew up there? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a, if you're, if you're more familiar with kind of like Atlanta's history and Atlanta's vibe at all with kind of how white flight kind of abandoned the, the city itself and, and went to suburbs and now we're kind of like seeing the last decade or so things kind of trickling back in. Same thing happened in a really real way in Augusta where downtown kind of your, your, that Richmond County that I was talking about, uh, there was like a big exodus to Columbia County and uh, Martinez and Evans. And um, so, yeah, there's this uh, Columbia County has some of the best schools in the country uh, or at least like public schools, like, and as far as, you know, I wouldn't say like, not like prep school status or anything like that, but like just consistently really, really high quality, good schools. And, and you don't see that in Richmond, unfortunately. So it's, it's kind of this like weird divide between the two a little bit. Um, there are some exceptions, like some really nice, like gated communities, uh, really, really nice. Like the Hill in, in Augusta proper is like one of the nicest areas in Augusta. Uh, but in general, you kind of have this divide between uh, the haves and the have-nots. It's, it's pretty real. The, was the racial component? I, I know just reading again about Augusta's history, there was a big um, prison riot in the 1970s, which was before your time, obviously. But did you sense any of that even growing up uh, two decades later in Augusta? Honestly, like a, in a much more not to get too dark, but like in a much more like insidious way, like especially looking back on it. Um, like demographically speaking, Augusta's uh, a pretty diverse city. Like when you actually look at numbers for the uh, metro area of Augusta. Um, yeah, it's like, like on a day-to-day. Sorry, no, it's sorry, like God. 65% uh, African-American, 30, 30% white, and then, you know, a, a lot of other uh, ethnicities around that you know, one, 2% between below. the military and education yeah. sector. And, yeah. yeah. So it might, that might get a little bit better if you look at it actually from like the metro area and include like the, you know, um, Columbia County and things like that. But <laughs> regardless, like, uh, you just didn't really see black people. Like you're, you're, 
as a white person in like Columbia County, like you really had to make an effort. Like I, it's really kind of sad looking back on it, but, uh, yeah, I think we had two African-American kids in my high school, like maybe one in my class, two in my class. Uh, so yeah, there's, I think it's like, it's even, even worse in the sense that like, do you see it? No, but like you see it in the fact that you just like don't see it. Like it's actually quite homogenous, uh, in like in practice for like middle class and up like white people there. I, to be fair, I also went to like a, like a tiny private Christian school. Well, there Uh, there are rumors, there are rumors that you were homeschooled too for a, a little while. Is that is, uh, is that true? Going back to this book you and, report, you and, your, your, yeah, you your and Tebow making you do book reports. I was I was homeschooled uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. Oh my gosh, what what is that like? I, <laughs> I know it's not that's not like not it's not here nor there with Augusta, but like what's what's that like? It kind of is here. It kind of it, it fits in the sense that. Uh, uh, Hey, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. Honestly, if there's a time to be homeschooled, it's when you're in middle school and like just kind of barely a, a human in any real sense of the word and, uh, not being, not being in the weirdness of like a middle, middle school, I think probably is like not the worst thing in the world, but, um, yeah, I mean, for the first few years, I just, we got like a curriculum, uh, we got a curriculum from this program. So they would send us all our books and, school supplies uh at first my mom was really engaged but i was kind of like a i was pretty self-motivated i guess so by the end i was just kind of like grabbing the teacher's book and and mostly running through stuff myself the problem with that was i would not pay as much attention to the things that i didn't like um but then the last year uh it was easier to travel with a computer so i got a laptop and the curriculum we got was all on CDs, CD-ROMs. So all of my schooling was done on a laptop. The downside is that, like, I immediately figured out how to get past, like, the teacher lock uh, and basically spent that entire year uh, on the Internet and, like, learning how to code. And uh, in retrospect, probably, probably like, why I have the career I have today uh, in, in computers and programming uh but was not a terribly productive like i you know eventually i figured out how to get into like the teacher section so like i would just take tests and then like if i didn't like my grade i would just like delete it and take it again uh <laughs> you know keep keep in mind i had to i had to also take standardized tests and like actually take uh <laughs> tests like that i couldn't do that on eventually to, to finish the year but in the middle there uh you know, your random, like, history test. I'd be like, yeah, B, I think I could do better. <laughs> go, go in and delete it in the admin panel and try again. You were learning real, um, real shit instead of... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But there was, like, a, there was a whole homeschool group, uh, which, uh, you know, every city has this, but uh, it felt especially Augusta. Um, there was, like, a little, like, a baseball team that was not very good, and... Uh, small group of kids that like we'd go to the roller skating rink and, and felt like rebels because we could do all the things that you know normal school kids couldn't do because they were locked in school during the day. 
like one o'clock on a Wednesday and you guys are roller skating. Yeah, man. No, no big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I want So going back to the Savannah River site, every time I drive up there, I go through, you know, driving up from, uh, from the south. It's like the spookiest thing to drive through. Where it's on the southeast side of town, right along the river, and the federal government owns, you know, that probably thousands of acres down there along the river, and they—that's where they made all the nuclear weapons during the Cold War. They had five or six uh, nuclear reactors down there. Like, was that ever a thing, or was it just kind of a? It's like, yeah, that's kind of it's it, it, it's kind of got like a Stranger Things vibe to it over there. Totally. I- I don't know if you remember driving through like way back when, but um, when it was much, because these days it's really like most of the, uh, we call it SRS. Most of the like either SRS or bomb plant was like the local names mm-hmm. for it. Um, the, I think nowadays it's really basically just. It's like research now, and like, right? And then. Yeah. Research and, and cleanup. Cleanup. Like, yeah. Uh, but it was a huge. Yeah, a lot of lot like a lot of the um, a lot of folks I know work there. It was kind of a big like hub scientists. Um, the when I was really little, because like, we would have to drive through there. That was the quickest way to get to uh, like the, a lot of beaches in like South beach, Carolina. Yeah. So if you're taking like yeah, family yeah. beach trip to Hilton Head, mm-hmm. yeah. when I was really young. You'd have to like pull up. They would mark down the start time and your license plate. And then you would drive through and then at the end they would check how long it had taken to make sure that you were within a normal distribution for like how long it took you to get through so that you hadn't to, to confirm that you hadn't like stopped. And I don't know, like, and there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of signage on the side of the road. Like don't like no stopping, no trespassing. There's barbed wire on either side. I mean, it's a, it's a really kind of crazy, weird, weird thing. The neutrino was yeah. discovered uh, uh, coming out of the, the SRS in 19, uh, I'm reading 19, mid fifties. You know, I had no idea. That makes it a lot cooler to be quite honest. Well, and then, and then you know, are you going to go back to, to Augusta and head up the, uh, the uh, U.S. Cyber Command? <laughs> uh, I don't, think so at least not anytime at least not anytime soon you know they haven't they haven't asked uh my country has not called on me for that specific duty yet but it has been it has been interesting watching augusta change in fact we were uh at my company we were like we were interviewing um somebody in kind of a leadership position so it was uh doing like a dinner get to know you with a few of the other like leadership team and and uh talking talking to her she, she was like so where did you you know did you grow up in california like where are you from I was like, I actually i grew up in augusta she was like oh cool like we actually have a house in evans i was like oh actually i yeah i grew up in in evans uh but yeah she was like she had been at fort gordon and a small world but uh she was on she was not in the cyber intelligence stuff. she was um just stationed at the base but i don't think i'll be going back for any any cia or not any CIA, but any intelligence work anytime soon. But it has been interesting watching the city kind of transform because of this. Yeah. Uh, all right. Augusta State. They changed the name mm. a, few, a few years ago to Georgia Regents University. Everybody just threw a fucking fit. 
visceral hatred. Yeah. So they visceral. so so they combined with uh, with what they combined with the medical college of Georgia and something else. Yeah, it was. There is all sorts of uh, all sorts of rumors flying around for like what exactly happened there. Uh, people hated it so much that the the guy that kind of kicked off the whole thing became this boogeyman, uh, where he had all he'd done it for his own for his own legacy, which I don't I don't even know what that means in this context. Um, but yeah, they they renamed it combined. Uh, spent a ton of money on like a rebrand and I think it lasted like three or four years. And then they had to spend all of that money again to rebrand back to Augusta state. Well, it's not even Augusta state. It's yeah, just I think Augusta. They dropped the state. Augusta university. Oh, it's, that's right. That's right. So it's Augusta university now. Uh, they're so, okay. St- they're that's still the Jaguars. Better than though. like, yeah, it's better than I thought. Cause I, the way, the way that it had like come across was that they had re cause this, all this happened, I think while I was in college, or right after, because um, some of my friends were still at school when this was going down, and they were losing their mind because their diploma was going to say Georgia Regents, which it did, actually. And so they graduated in this one brief moment where the school just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and yeah, I guess it's a little bit better that at least the, re, the final rebrand isn't the exact same as it was before. So that's and they got sued. They were going to get sued by Regent University in Virginia for trademark infringement. So I, uh, I hadn't heard that aspect of it, but yeah, there, there are, I have a handful of friends that have a, have a diploma from a school that, uh, for all intents and purposes doesn't exist anymore. So God, that's, that's wild. Um, yeah, I've always been fascinated. Like, so I played a lot over at Forest Hills and the, the Augusta state golf team at the time had, uh, had the, like a practice, a practice facility right there off the, I don't know, was that the second or third hole over there at Forest Hills? And, uh, you know, cool spot, but, but like, you would see these, like, Irish and Scottish guys. Like, uh, I think Scott Jameson was, was there at the time. And I'm like, man, like, I can't imagine the culture shock of coming from, <laughs> you know, coming from <laughs> Glasgow or Edinburgh to, to Augusta, Georgia, um, and spending four years there. Forest Hills is sweet, too. I just got a chance to play that a couple months ago. Uh, First four holes, Arnold Palmer kind of butchered, but the last fourteen are like yeah. legitimate Ross. Yeah, and it's it's a crazy inexpensive walk, like great value, good piece of land. There's a there's actually I don't know if, I don't know if y'all follow golf uh, Augusta golf drama at all, um, but there's another course I, I didn't find this out until the last time I was home, but uh, and then of course I'm talking to other friends. There's just the, the local drama around it is amazing. There's Jones Creek, which was a course actually closer to me in Evans. I think it was pretty like it was nationally yeah. nationally reviewed, like really well done. Uh, they ended up getting in this like bizarre spat with the city where they blamed the city for uh, this drainage system or retention pond, like not working properly and then like they were suing each other in counter suits and uh the golf course ended up trying to call the city's bluff and basically just like shutting down until they came to came to a resolution and they just didn't 
So the, the golf course has just been completely shut down since 2018. Uh, and it was kind of this bizarre pissing match between the city and the golf course and these like lawsuits over something that probably could have been resolved in a way that didn't mean that like a golf course just died. But yeah, I was actually asking somebody if they wanted to go play a few years ago when I was home. They were like, that, yeah, of course, died in 2018. I think it was 2018. So. Yeah, I'm going through the yeah, kind of wild. the because uh, I played there growing up. Actually, um, there was a junior tournament there, and yeah, Reese Jones course, and mm. it uh, yeah, it's been fallow for a long time now. That's wild. God. Are you a a, a a Green Jackets fan? The minor league baseball yeah. team. Honestly, that's one of the things that I miss the most about like honestly, the Southeast uh, slash. Yeah, San Francisco has like no good minor league teams. Um, we've got a few pro teams, I guess. But uh, like Green Jackets games were awesome. There used to be like was a Dollar Tuesday or something like that, where you get like a hot dog and a beer for a dollar, and then like beers after that were a dollar. I think they actually ended up having to dis- discontinue it because of I think somebody fell off one of the bleachers or something like that a few years ago. This. We could be firmly in urban legend territory from friends, but uh, yeah, Green Jackets games were awesome. I, the I'm embarrassed to admit that I didn't really tie together the the golf I'm associations sur- between our minor <laughs> league sports until I was like through. I was in college by the time I figured it out. So I was like, "Yeah, it's clever. That's all the golf thing." I'm surprised the club <laughs> hasn't sued the shit out of them, like they do everybody else. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Green Jackets, but the other one was uh, the the Lynx, L Y N X, okay. was our hockey team growing okay. up. Minor league hockey. Uh, yeah, so, I can ECHL report they're now played. the River Hawks. Oh. They changed their names. Yeah, it, it. It sounds like you guys have a lot of uh, disc golf tracks in uh, Augusta. Did you ever, did you, did you ever play? Yeah, so uh, I was. It's like the crunchiest. Uh, yeah, we we do, um, and honestly, we played a lot in middle school and the homeschool gang. The homeschool gang. Not that I was, oh. I was friends with like a like a squad from the my neighborhood that went to the public school that I was zoned for. Okay, uh, this is another a pleasant example of somebody uh, getting sued to hell by the national. Uh, there's actually the National Disc Golf Center, I think. I, I can't remember what it's called, but like some National Disc Golf Association is actually based out of Augusta uh, and has a really nice course right on the lake, which... Uh, like is, Olmstead? Is right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think used to be called Lake Thurman. Um, but anyway, they, there's like a really nice uh, really nice golf course or disc golf course out there. And it was like three, three courses and they have like a big national tournament there. Uh, and they obviously their original logo was, uh, an outline of the United States with a disc golf, uh, hole mm-hmm. in Augusta. And, uh, I think they got, a, I don't even know if the letter said anything. I think they might've just gotten like the Augusta national letterhead. And like, okay, cool. I mean, it, it looks like in your, when you were, uh, when you were in high school, they had the they had the world the world championship there, and uh, Ken Climo or Climo, aka the champ, 
widely regarded as the best uh, frisbee golf player, disc golf player to ever play the game, won his final uh, world championship. Really? There, yeah. Minus five, beat Nate Doss. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like the Professional Disc Golf Association, they're mailing headquarter addresses in Appling, Georgia. Is that is that nearby? Yeah, yeah, that's like, it's on the stretch. But, like, you know, it, it's Augusta adjacent enough that I think people from Appling probably just stay there from Augusta. Uh, I don't want to put words in any Appling, Applingite mounds, but, uh, like, Thompson is in the similar vibe where it's, 20 minutes down I-20 and yeah, at least some people have heard of Augusta. Thompson had some good, good football teams when we were growing up. Um, yeah. So you're, I, I remembered one yeah. of the other Augusta, uh, folks that we talk about all the time, which is Woodrow Wilson was born there. Oh, TC's favorite president. Don't, don't put that. Don't put that on me. Yeah. No, you're a huge <laughs> league of nations guy, Randy. Uh, Mick Schwanz, where were you zoned to go to high school? Greenbrier or Lakeside Evans? Greenbrier. Greenbrier. Yeah. Okay. They always had good baseball teams growing up. They did. Yeah. We. I was actually in elementary school before my uh, before I took my talents to homeschool. Um, I actually <laughs> uh, I, I was zoned for because they kept building new schools. Like Evans was in. Augusta has been kind of growing, has been growing really quickly in spurts and like the surrounding areas for like forever or for my, my lifetime at least. Um, and so they, they, all these like elementary and middle schools were popping up when I was in school. And I think I went to a different elementary school every year until I was homeschooled. So first kindergarten, first, second, third grade, uh, all were at a different school. Uh, any, because of like, Sorry, I was just saying because of, like zoning and like new yeah. things popping up and like how how it works. But yeah, uh, any any arboretums or botanical gardens or anything like that? Oh man, I have no idea. I feel like I should know that. Mm. Honestly, like the big uh, the the Savannah the Savannah River and like the the canal uh, are the big like outdoor pleasant things to go do um, the canal is amazing but just getting to like go walk down that cool but how arboretums or botanical gardens like well, that, there's probably that's kind of cool that the, that that the canal is the spot that's kind of combining our love of arboretums with our love of uh you know infrastructure it, it looks yeah like, you like hop on a bike and ride it's great to be fair to the fine folks in augusta it looks like the parks and rec department they do have an arboretum there Along with an azalea walk, you could kind of say that Augusta National is an arboretum. Exactly, it's close to the public. They have a hydrangea garden. TC, big hydrangea fan. A sunken blue garden. <laughs> God, fun. So you need to get back and explore uh, explore the parks and rec in Augusta. All right. Well, next time anybody is uh, is in Augusta, any any recommendations for favorite food spots? You know, either off the beaten path or downtown or oh. Yeah. Um, this is a weird one, but I, I love it. And I go back every single time. Um, uh, Mott's barbecue. It's, I think it's actually technically in Richmond County. It's really close to kind of that I 20 spot you were talking about. Um, really good barbecue. 
like really unassuming. The guy that owns it is really nice. Um, I hope to hope to goodness it's still open. Actually, it's been a couple of years. Um, Reinhardt's is good. Uh, there's a couple. There's one that's like out out in the Evans area, and then one uh, in Augusta proper. That's like seafood. Uh, but yeah, that's that's dope. Um, downtown. You know, downtown's been changing so much that I don't even know if I could give you like a really great vibe of what's down there. But we'll yeah. give you a pass on that one. It's been <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, honestly, like my barbecue wise, like because that's kind of what's lacking out here a little bit. Like Mott's is always the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Augusta and, and mm-hmm. barbecue. Um, Reinhardt's is great, uh, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's honestly closed recently uh, or in the last like decade. Uh, but all right, yeah. I got two. I got two final questions for you on my end. Do you know what the nickname of Augusta is? We should have led with. <laughs> well, we this. always called it. Dis- we always called it Disgusta. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> official nickname then. Uh, no, I, I honestly I was pretty confident you were going to say it was Disgusta, but no, in retrospect, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that probably that wouldn't be you. something. It would be. Uh, it's the Garden what City. Is- and then the motto, do you know what the motto oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. The motto is, we feel good. After James Brown's, I feel good. Could be, we see Man. cat. At least once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like my, my high school teachers would be really disappointed for, for not knowing really either of those. Or that Hulk Hogan was born there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest miss on this whole thing. Is, you know. But I mean, he I, he grew up under a different name. Obviously, he wasn't born right. Hulk Hogan. So how, how were you supposed to know? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of flabbergasted that that wasn't a bigger thing that us kids were talking about. Well, McFans, thank you so much. Uh, anything you anything you need to add to the conversation? I feel like we've we pretty thoroughly covered the the Augusta and surrounding regions. Uh, no. Yeah. I think we, I think we covered it. Uh, how's the airport? How's the airport? Great airport. I was going to say great airport. Okay. Uh, it's like dead simple jump in and out. Uh, the airport, I only recently started trying to use a little bit more, uh, but I would suggest you can get like from the gate to your plane in like 15 minutes. But they're, but they're also super efficient with, with it. Like it's, it's well laid out because they, you know, uh, once a year it's packed. Right. Are you just going, like, is everything from like Charlotte or Atlanta? It's Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they've started expanding a few other like little regional hops, but it's really just a, a shuttle to Atlanta. I'm back. It's like uh, a, it's like a but, 17 minute flight. <laughs> yeah. It's, you're, you're basically, yeah, you've strapped in and, and you're, you're basically there. The only, the only other thing I might say is like, Strong, strong grocery store diversity in Augusta, which is nice. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's um, let, let's 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 go there for a sec. We almost yeah, we almost yeah. let them off the hook without. What, what's the grocery scene there? Where'd you guys shop growing up? Well, we shopped at Kroger. Hell yeah, you did. That was that was closest. Then there was like a a little bit of a a kerfuffle because a Walmart superstore opened up that was marginally closer to us. But we never went to that one. We still kept going to Kroger. 
Um, but then a food lion, food lion opened up and that's honestly food lion ended up kind of being the go-to for that's very, very, very Carolinas. That's, that's, that's interesting. I have no idea why that was the move that my, my mom for some reason was very, very deeply loyal to food lion. And it was like 15 minutes further away and we'd still go to that every time. Mm. Uh, mm. Imagine I that a whole food. I think, I think a whole foods opened up near my, near my high school and lasted for all of like three years, but. Huh. That's surprising. I didn't think whole foods went out of, uh, went out of business. Food, what's food line? Yeah, They're out of Salisbury, North Carolina. You never been to a food line? No, I've seen them. They're like, they're kind of dope logo. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, they're fine. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's like the Carolinas version of Kroger or Safeway. Okay. Yeah, it's like one. I think I think it's like maybe one step up from like a Piggly Wiggly. Uh, yeah, I would say Piggly but, Wiggly and like IGA would be the step below Food Line. Yeah, I, I personally didn't think it was as nice as Kroger, but yeah. Thank you, McFans. <laughs> I thought Piggly Wiggly was more on the the higher end side. No, is it? I mean, to be fair, I might be biased because the Piggly Wiggly that I'm intimately familiar with is the one in Franklin, North Carolina, which is like a tiny, tiny town right across uh, the Georgia-North Carolina border in like the mountains. And we would go there when we'd visit my grandparents. And it was, I would put it below. But Food Lion's been, also just have been. been through some shit. 93 agreed to pay $16.2 million to settle claims that they violated federal laws regulating unpaid overtime, minimum wage, and child labor. Oh, God, that's not good. (laughs) Throughout the mid-90s, the company canceled leases for new stores and closed scores of of its newly built outlets in reasonably established markets such as Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, and Oklahoma City. Um a bruised and battered food line was forced to recede back to the East Coast where it faced increasing competition from competitors with larger stores, better customer service, and more variety and amenities. These included regional winners such as Ingalls, Harris Teeter, and Publix, and newcomers such as Whole Foods, and expanding national chains such as Kroger, Walmart, and, and Target. And then, uh, and then they, they went with a new look, and uh, it, it looks like they've, they've really upped their game. Here the last, uh, you know, five to seven years. Huh. I'm surprised that we, the one that was in Augusta was, kind of, it was built definitely outside of that time range. But uh, before I let you go, one, one other, the one other one that came to mind for food that I would highly suggest checking out. Um, I had to confirm that it is in fact still in business. Uh, but the French market, well, it's actually relatively close to the national. Um, that's, that's the other, like, that's the other spot. Okay. Well, perfect. Uh, Actually, one one more tidbit about Food Lion. They spent seven years attempting to establish a presence in Bangkok, Thailand, (laughs) starting in 1997. (laughs) Major props for that. Seems seems a a little bit of a a reach there, but... Hey, shoot shoot your shot. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Aim for the stars, man. uh, Yeah. Well, Mitch Fonz, thank you very much. Um... People, like I said, people can find you on our on our message board, the refuge. Uh, you are 
the, the, the wizard, you, you're kind of the wizard of Oz. You're the man behind the curtain for, for all of our IT needs and, and everything like that. So uh, we appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit about Augusta. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'll appreciate it. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who 